I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, listen. I desperately wish I could like go back and trade childhoods with you and just see like would I be what how would I how would I be different cuz Montessori school always sounds uh like the anti world compared to what I grew up with in public high school which was not like some great arduous thing it just feels like wow that's a different life it, I'll tell you going to public school in 7th grade was quite a rude awakening <laughs> I, no doubt yeah. yeah the 7th grade public school is also basically a war zone Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you know, like uh, emotionally speaking, like that's a nightmare for everybody. Nobody's having a good time there. Oh yeah, I witnessed the stabbing my first month. What? And I was for real? A big transition from everyone like learning trigonometry by putting triangular blocks together, then <laughs> doing daily compliments on each other. It has to be personality <laughs> based, not looks based. Wow. I remember distinctly that fights in junior high were uh, longer because, like, we were still too young to, like, get excited about a fight. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, I mean, you know how, like, fights happen, <laughs> like, from, yeah. like, childhood to, like, high school? Oh, yeah. so, so you like, can't back out because the crowd is excited, yeah. You can't back out. But in high school, when there's a fight, it's like, at least this is how it was at my school, like, everyone's there in an instant, right? Like, oh, right. And so the fight can't go on forever because there's too many 60 eyes. seconds, yeah. Right. Oh, it's in usually high, less than that. Yeah. <laughs> in junior high, you're just kind of letting it happen, so it can go on a while. Like I see, I saw a few junior high fights that went on for five minutes. You know, like which is an eternity. I don't know, man. The stabbing happened real fight. quick. <laughs> Got resolved <laughs> fast. Well, a, sta- a stabbing's a very different kind of fight. <laughs> right. Right. That, I mean, this wasn't like you know, yeah, this wasn't like any kind of. Uh, death match or anything and it wasn't a michael jackson thriller video either it was much more like eh, like kids scuffling yeah but like that's, yeah still, that's, that's why they last for five minutes because everybody's like eh, eh. they like, can't no, do real yeah, dirt around can, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're like 12 year olds we can't really do anything <laughs> right well i'll never forget in high school they had like these were like two sophomores and they were both pretty jacked mm-hmm. uh and like so they had a fight out back behind the gym and it was arranged and a coach walked out, and the coach looked at. It, he's like, "All right, everybody, back up. Let them have their fight." That's what he said. Really? Let them have their fight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some teachers were like that. Be like, let them have right, their fight. All right, break it up. Break it up. Like they let you go for a minute for fifteen. This seconds went longer that, than that, yeah. dude. Yeah. This went longer than that. It went again. Well, maybe just my memory of fight time is like uh, it's like Matrix time. Where fight time does slow. Time dilates when you're in a fight. <laughs> Speaking of which, are we in a fight now? Because this intro, woo! <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, welcome to One Upsmanship. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Uh, this is the show hosted by myself, Adam Ganser, and my beautiful, talented, 
and wonderful co-host. Adam Ganser's Tiny Dancer. If he's the question, I'm your answer, <laughs> Mr. Michael Swaim. Oh, my God. That really genuinely impressed me. Wow, yeah, that uh, was dazzling. It really was. <laughs> he really is my Tiny Dancer. My God. Uh, and uh, with us, the esteemed guest and also beautiful human. Please introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm I, I'm not going to do a cool rhyme. I'm just, I'm Tom. I'm Tom. <laughs> That's me. Hi, I'm Tom. Tom, the anti-Ryman man. Yep. Uh, welcome. We're so glad you're here to talk about one of the best games of the last couple years, Adam says in a hot take. Spoiler! Mm. Out of the yeah. box! Mm. Yeah. Coming in hot! <laughs> Coming in nuclear! A real with barn burner. <laughs> Doom Eternal. Doom mm. Eternal. Uh, and I gotta say, guys... I feel like we're remiss. I was shocked to find out that we haven't covered Doom 2016. I know mm -mm. that's so that's wild to me. You're free to dig into both because obviously yeah, Eternal probably. builds on what Doom set out. Agreed. Uh, we will probably one day do a Doom 2016 oh. wrap wrap up, but I will probably. But uh, this is a more current game and one that I have streamed. I think you streamed it too for a little bit, didn't you, Mike? Yeah, till I lost the ability to stream. Yes. Yeah, look, it'll happen to you as you age. It just happens. But <laughs> um, sometimes you just can't perform for a stream. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you take a pill. Sometimes you're like, look, this is how it works. You know, and I, you just live with it. See, it's interesting that you say that you think we would eventually cover the original because maybe this is something I don't I don't know if this is the proper segment, but I I don't see them as hardly different at all. Do you really think we could cover both meaningfully? And get I different do. Out of them? I think they're extremely different. I oh, do too. Great. I agree with Tom. That excites me. I agree. Me. Okay. Yes, I agree. Now I invited Tom on this for two reasons. One is because of my love for him, but two is because I kind of know what he thinks already, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of intro for this. I feel like it's time to get into the speed run, uh, in which our uh, again esteemed uh, guest summarizes the plot and or you know, nature of this game in the fastest way possible. Tom, yeah, are you ready for a speed run? Oh, I'll do my best. All right. And start the clock. Okay. So Doom Eternal is the 2020 sequel to 2016's Doom. Mm -hmm. um, where you play as a, a nameless space Marine uh, who is, is steeped in all sorts of myth, mystical lore about a, a, a battle between the heaven and hell realms. Uh, you learn that you're part of this ancient sentinel race of protector beings, and uh, you basically battle your way through another uh, increasing uh, horde of, uh, of demons that have since taken over the Earth, and there's pockets of resistance uh, fighters who are fighting against the Hell Invasion, but they don't really know where your allegiance lies. Uh, you kind of have a cool like like Justice League Watchtower <laughs> uh, base that you get to use. Uh, to travel around to the different locations around Earth to uh, battle back the demon horde, and you end up uh, in a final confrontation with a reimagined... It's basically a reboot of Doom 2, the original computer game, because you end up in a final battle uh, with the Icon of Sin, which in Doom 2 was just a giant picture of Satan, and in this one, it's giant Satan. Um, yeah, you have an arsenal of, of, of sweet weapons that you use to just lay gnarly waste to your enemies and you also have a system of power-ups that let you do cool things and yeah it's it's pretty much just a it's a straightforward balls out uh action shooter um yeah okay stop the clock uh beautiful Point work of I, order. That... I think yeah, this please. is the first episode ever in the history of the show where i wasn't the clock keeper is i'm that... so sorry i realized that i realized that as i did it I did, no, no. I realized it as I did it, and I was like, "Well, I'm pot committed now." Uh, I'm sorry, and I, did, I, I only bring it up because then I didn't know who was going to stop the clock. Chaos <laughs> reigned in that I void. I had the same feeling. I was like, "Shit, I've, I've gone this far. I probably need to stop," <laughs> and I'm not sure. No, I fucked that up. You're totally right. Uh, I'm sorry, audience. This this episode will be inferior in quality. It's true. Uh, my apologies for that. But no uh, shade on Tom, who did a laudable job. Yes, he did. Thank you. Uh, which we should bring, go right into the rants now. Definitely. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I Mike? think I what should you... go first because I probably have okay. the least informed rant. So player one, plugging in. Um, my take on Doom Eternal, you already kind of heard, which is that I see it as a pretty healthy Venn diagram with Doom 2016, and I'm interested to be proven wrong. I played through both completely. 
the lore at some point it, it fascinated me. And then as I chugged through it at some point, I got to admit, I lost the threads because I want to understand things fully. And it's actually surprisingly intricate. And it's easy to miss some of the lore markers, especially if you only played through once and you're not going for a platinum trophy or what have you. So I found it ultimately plotless, even though ironically, I know there is a plot there. It's actually quite intricate, but it wasn't dispensed in a way that I absorbed. So my experience of the games is that they're largely plotless and about jumping around, finding the the path, the navigatory path to get little power ups and shit, exploring the map and, of course, getting into wicked uh, metal powered like, you know, gorier orgies of demon slang with uh, a bunch of sick pre-made animations of you <laughs> ripping shit apart. And then I other th- the other thing I think that's really notable that I would want spelled out in the rant that I don't think was in the speed run and I want to like bring up as a as a major bone of contention throughout this is that I think it it just cranked up speed in a way because we got to admit this is coming in the shadow of Doom 3 which was the last attempt to revitalize the legacy of Doom cuz Doom as we all know goes back far far back as one of the first breakout PC games that was a huge hit and it's something I think Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal do that is so markedly different than Doom 3 and that becomes basically the core of the experience in my mind is that it's an FPS where you don't reload and you move slightly faster than you would in, say, Destiny or any other average AAA FPS. It brought back the exact feel of Doom, which is not floaty at all, very thick and grounded and yoked and moving fast, never stopping to reload. And that creates a sort of different shooter loop, which rather than being cover based and reloading is more about this rock, paper, scissors of do you need fuel for your chainsaw? Then pick that up because your chainsaw kills is what generates armor and your kills you make with armor is what generates health. And if whatever, I'm getting it wrong, but you create this cycle of pickups and drops that you cause. And if you don't stay in that loop, you basically don't really stand much of a chance to win the fight. So you're trying to stay in this virtuous cycle of pickups. And uh, to me, the game becomes kind of samey because if you're not following the plot like I wasn't it's it's a sequence of set pieces where you do that loop and get to the next one and they're harder and harder until the end that's my rant a beautiful rant uh I do have one just question for you did you play doom as a kid the first doom like do you have nostalgia for this franchise no because I was a goody two shoes and I had heard <laughs> yeah like I avoided yeah, yeah. doom and mortal kombat and punk music I thought it would lead me to hell or whatever thought it mm. would make me a bad boy mm. I understand uh well traditionally uh we have the guest go second uh but Tom I'm going to give you the option would you like to go next or would you like me to go next and you wrap it up which one would you prefer sir I'd like you to go next okay I thought you might I okay. thought you might. Why is okay, our Doom great. Eternal episode the most civil episode we've ever had? I, well, uh, it's not very it's, metal, friends. It's not metal enough. I totally agree. But here we go because Adam Ganser, player two, uh, I'm plugging right in. Doom Eternal is my favorite Doom far and away. Not close. Easily my favorite Doom. Over one? Like over Over Doom? any of them. Any mm. of them. You ready and for you that? You are nostalgic for Doom, right? I'm not, I'm not actually because, oh, like you, Mike, I. I share I shared the uh, the heavenly resistance to Doom as a mm-hmm. child. Uh, also, I didn't have a PC. Also, my parents. It is literally the kind of thing. If my parents had seen it, they would have been like, "What is this?" Like 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 that would have been the end of video games in our house. You know what I mean? So I never played Doom. I, as a this kid. is literally a brainwashing tool of the Church of Satan. <laughs> right? like, I is, see you. You are playing with <laughs> Satan. Uh, that's what it would have been. Uh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't play it as a kid. Uh, so I don't have nostalgia for it. So Tom's boiling rage at hearing me say that, uh, <laughs> is probably at least somewhat more grounded. So I do think Doom is very fun. I think it's a very fun franchise. Um, I recognize its historic significance, but Doom until this game, in my mind, did not belong in the contemporary shooter conversation. To me, everything that Doom did was done better by later franchises. 
I would include Halo in that. I would include Destiny in that. I would include all the Calls of Duty in that. Um, and, you know, even Gears of War and other games like that, I would say, are like evolutions on what made Doom fun to me. Now, Doom Eternal comes along, and I kind of played it because I thought it was going to be funny. And I and I, I have played probably five Dooms at this point. Um, Doom Eternal fixed what I thought was boring about Doom, which is it made the combat a little more three-dimensional, and it made it harder to stay alive so that you had to incorporate punching and chainsaws and stuff to like get a more dramatic loop. And I found that completely exhilarating. There was an actual like logic and puzzle solving element to how to kill these monsters. And that didn't really exist in Doom before to the same degree. And because you had to figure that out, you had so many situations where you're like, oh, I'm barely alive, I'm barely alive. And the metal's churning and there's like one of many different Satans. Sometimes it's the fire one. Uh, chasing you around, and that to me is fun. That is super fun. When Doom gets hard, but not like punishing hard, but just like, oh god, I'm not gonna live. Oh god, I'm not gonna live. And you have to run around, and you're getting thrown all over the place. That's fun, and they maxed it out in this game. Case in point, one of my favorite moments in video games from 2020, and yes, I'm saying this, uh, there's a about the middle of the game, you start fighting this, <laughs> this weird, I don't know what you'd call him, a Beelzebub with a tank body, uh, mm. Right, you're fighting the Beelzebub with the tank body, a Smash TV reject. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right, and so you kill him, and you're like, and it's really hard because you're not powered up enough. Right, you're yeah, like, really, oh. it's very hard. It's yeah. really hard, and you survive. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, I fucking got you, bro. And they launch you in a tube to another area where there's another one, <laughs> and you can't believe it. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, and it's so good, man. It's so good. Like I like I like tipped my virtual cap to the designers. I'm like, all right, bros, I like what you're up to here. Right? That's the game. The game is fun. This game knows what's fun and knows, like, you think you're done? Nah, man. Um, I also appreciated that it kind of leaned more heavily into the video game aesthetic than the, like, it's more aware of itself as a video game. There's like a slight meta feeling to it that I think is the right vibe for this. Um, like Mike, I think the lore is incomprehensible nonsense, and uh, I'm speaking as a person who had to read it out loud as a bit on my stream, and boy, did I regret that. I'm speaking as a person who assembled and released for IGN a video called, like, Everything You Need to Know About Doom So wow. Far, and I'm yeah. still like... The people in the comments were like, he got this wrong and this wrong. I'm like, I'm sure I did. I tried. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on whatever beautiful mind work you've done to assemble that. Because, like, I, don't, I just don't care. I, I, I don't care because it's nonsense. Uh, and it's not the right amount of nonsense or type of nonsense for me to get drawn in. Yes, I'm willing to hear everybody who say, Destiny's also nonsense. Totally, 100%. Uh, frankly, every Call of Duty is nonsense. We don't have that many great first-person shooter stories, so I'm ready to acknowledge that. But Doom is like another level of nonsense. Uh, that's my rant. Historical note, before they were called uh, FPS, before the term FPS was even coined, those types of games were called Doom clones. I that makes younger sense. younger people don't know that, probably. Yep. I never played Quake. I still have yet to ever touch Quake. Never played it. Um, Am I missing out? Uh... Not really. Not at this point, because it's like a classic movie where it's been so repurposed. You've yeah. played better versions since. You've played much better versions. I will say Quake 2 was amazing. When I've, heard that. Came out. Yeah, I've heard it, that. I've heard that. It really changed the game because it integrated. Well, it didn't really change the game. It just it took what Goldeneye had done like a year or two before, which was start injecting more more non-linear objectives into your missions like it's not just you have to get the keys and get to the exit you actually have to go do shit yeah. um and quake had that and really expanded the lore about like this war with aliens and stuff it had nothing to do with the first quake but um anyway <laughs> it's pretty sweet okay uh, yeah, maybe i'll watch a not, stream of it probably not now though if you went back and played it you'd be like what the fuck is this <laughs> i mean i'm playing grand theft auto 4 right now and i'm feeling a little bit like that like I'm playing that, I'm like, boy, this is like this used to be the best game ever made in my mind, and then like I, it's not. I you know? dropped that game hard after like the third or fourth time. Like the game gave me a phone call where I had to go on a date. I'm like, <laughs> all right, what the fuck am I? What is this? Tom, you and I are going to talk about this game again. I promise you, sir. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> I want to talk this? about that. Yeah, I have to go do errands for people. I'm playing a game to avoid this specifically. I don't, 
I don't like getting chats, like sassy chats from gangsters who are put out that I don't want to hang out with them. It's like, come yeah. on, man. Like, anyway, uh, that's for a different time. Tom, please do your rant. <laughs> okay, my rant is um, I'm kind of in between. I, f- I don't know if I'm in between you and Mike on this. I um, I was, I'll, I'll, I'll say out of the gate, I loved Doom 2016 so fucking hard. Like, I got the Platinum Trophy. I went at that game as hard as I possibly could because uh, I grew up playing Doom. It's a big game, a big deal game for me. Um, I loved that. I really liked Doom 3, how it kind of changed the focus and turned it into more like a haunted house kind of horror shooter. But I also really liked 2016, just taking it back to uh, it just being like, fuck it. Okay, here's a gun. Go. Like, it's just go shoot everything. Um Doom Eternal disappointed me because that loop that you're talking about is not what I want from Doom. Like I feel like the I feel like the loop in Doom Eternal is too rigid. Like it it locks you into playing every single enemy the exact same way. Uh and it gets really really frustrating. Cuz I I want to be able I to agree. I want to be able to go balls out in the way that I want to go balls out, but the the Doom Eternal really handicaps you by kind of handcuffing you to being forced to do a very specific loop that they want you to do. They've decided that this is this is the best way to do this, so you're going to have to do this every time you face this particular challenge, this particular enemy or whatever it is. Uh, and that really bummed me out. To the point where I put this game down hard like two different times where I was just like, I'm not playing this anymore because this is just this isn't fun. I don't want to play the game the way the game wants me to play it. I want to be able to shoot this thing with my chain gun. And this is like, no, you have to be used the chainsaw and the shotgun from a certain range. I'm like, but I only have like three bullets. Um, I don't think you should ever run out of ammo in Doom. I don't think that should be a thing. I think that is antithetical to the Doom experience. Um, when I play Doom, I want to just listen to metal music and blast things apart. Um, I think the challenge was still there in 2016 Doom, because I would play uh, 2016 Doom on Ultraviolence or Nightmare, uh, depending. Um and it's still the same breathless, like you have to keep moving, you have to keep shooting, you can't stay in one place, you do have to, you know, use the chainsaw to get the health and the armor pickups. Um, but it's not tying you to your ammo in that loop, like the, the way that Doom Eternal does. Doom Eternal is so stingy with the ammo, and it forces you to use one of your power-ups. It's either the Flame Belcher or something else. That It's like Flame Belcher ch- gives ammo, Chainsaw gives life, and Glory Kills give armor, something like that. Oh, well, it's think- reverse. Flame Belcher's armor, chainsaw's ammo, uh, glory kills her health, and right. uh, and sword gives you joy. I believe and if you kill the incre- sword, yeah, yeah, sword, sword gives is you just joy. Incredible, yeah, yeah. The sword's great. There, <laughs> yeah. I, there, are, there are things that I really like about Doom Eternal. I like the leaning more into the the gamification, like Adam was talking about. I like that they have one ups. I like that it's a little bit cheeky. Like I like that they give you a fucking. Uh, Hall of Justice spaceship of it's the funniest thing in the world to me. Yeah, the Broke Cave, exactly. There are things about Doom Eternal I really like. I like that it's more vertical. I like that there's a little bit more platforming in it. Like the traversal stuff is kind of cool. The new enemies are cool. The new weapons are cool. It's just I don't like that they are so strict about the loop that they want you to play in this game. It, It took a lot of... It took away an element... Uh, that I really loved about 2016 where you still have that breathless feeling of oh I just beat this 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 challenge like I I got out of here by the hair of my ass (laughs) killing Mm -hmm. this enemy Um, but Doom does it in a way that feels more punitive to me and and really less fun because it's like no you have to kill it with this gun and it's like well I don't want to use that gun well you have to because it's this enemy and he's immune to this from this side or whatever you know um and that's my rant on Doom Eternal. I have not even attempted the DLC because once Ooh. I beat the game, like the the last boss was kicking my ass so hard Interesting. That, the, that the game did a thing where it like made me invincible. It, it was basically had to help me across the finish line oh, to beat the final boss. Oh, yeah, it no. gave me the pity win. So I was like, oh. I don't, I don't ever want to play this again. 
Interesting. So, did it ask you, like, we're about to adjust the difficulty level? Do you want to do that? Or did it just do it? I think so. I mean, it must have asked me or at least told me that that's what it was doing. Um, yeah. But it's been like a year. I don't remember. That's a, that's a really tough moment for... I'm sorry. I, I, I want to let you finish before I move on. Uh, no, that, that, that's it. Those are my thoughts. I, I, there are things about Doom Eternal that I like, but I think its gameplay loop is too strict and too restrictive. And for me, takes away a lot of what I find fun about the Doom experience, which is just going balls out as hard as you can. Okay. Period. End of rant. Period. Pass a checkpoint. Game on. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The floor is open. You may speak freely. Thank you. Uh, so my my first just comment is there's something about getting a little older and when a video game insists on helping you after you've died a few times, the pure rage that it creates is just like, like anytime I've died three times in a Mario game and the game's like, did you, did you want a permanent, did you want a permanent little flying raccoon thing, buddy? Did you want that? I get so viscerally angry at that game just like i will i'll pass you who the fuck that, says i won't pass you right that I lane hate that. has bumpers you want right. to I hate bowl it so in the much. bumpers lane uh yeah i've never once taken it up on the i've never said yes lower the difficulty i've always react incredibly defensively and like fuck you no yeah. now i have to <laughs> yeah. do it i wasn't <laughs> yeah. that invested before but now i'm gonna fucking beat it um <laughs> you'll see uh i but, love it uh yeah, I just want to say I agreed with the gist of Tom's uh, rant insofar as that was the word I was dancing around that I didn't want to say because I do like so much about the game uh, was that it, I found the loop numbing eventually. But Interesting. Man, it also reminds me of a movie where maybe by the end I was tapped out or I thought the movie was too long. Like a, a Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford is a good uh, touchstone where it's like I I understand the reason some a lot of audience members find that movie numbing but you gotta tip your hat to the craftsmanship like something that i don't think we've mentioned enough is how well put together and slick the game moves so fast and yet it feels yeah. so it is it, looks it is incredibly polished yeah this and is an extremely polished the game dead, the glory kill animations when i first in doom 2016 when i first realized the glory kill was going to be a thing i was like won't that get boring really fast? And it's like, no, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it remains baller surprisingly long time. Yeah, that it's it, cool. I mean, it's still especially awesome. ripping the jetpacks off the fucking revenants. Those man. guys, <laughs> yes, those guys stomping also, their skulls and shit. It's just when you feels get, good. And when you get stronger, you know, like then you start doing it to like bigger monsters that like you're like I'm too afraid to get near that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, it is a endlessly rewarding. It's very dumb. And perfect, you know what I mean. And that's yeah, I think it's that's, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> and the that's, art style where every like he's a chunky boy, like it's correct. Yeah. It's all yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, everything's very like everything's like on roids in this game. Uh, like everything's on roids in this game. Uh, yeah. So like, what's interesting to me is like 
I feel like the designers decided, look, the coolest thing to do in Doom is glory kills and uh, chainsaw. Like those, that's the things yeah. that they thought are the funnest things to do. And so they kind of built the game around the idea of you're going to have to constantly go back to those two things. Uh, if you're not interested in that, then this Doom is the worst Doom that you can play. I would say, and also if you're not interested in the quiet periods of wandering around trying to figure out where you're going next, because I've heard a lot of people just anecdotally complain about that aspect that they, but I actually really liked that there was some variety, that it wasn't just a loop continuously. There were, there, I do remember a couple of sections where it was a little too obtuse. Yeah. I can go with like, that. All right, like I need, I, I, I kind of need to get this is Doom, not like fucking Zelda. I need to get the show yeah. on the road. Like, <laughs> uh, I love that you said that. I don't need that. to be lost in a dungeon for forty five minutes. I want to shoot something. Even the the uh, Doom lair can be a little hard to find your way around at first. But I gotta I got, admit, I the first like mm-hmm. hour uh, that you play in the game like it's a fucking labyrinth <laughs> like, yeah. it, it takes a long time to get that place mapped in your mind at least yeah. for me yeah and it's also there's a little bit it feels like you're navigating like a captain toad level or something sometimes right where it's like the pieces sort of interweave in ways you don't always understand yeah and like you need to punch through this set of corpses because that's the door like that's that, yeah. that's a thing it, it, it does there is a little bit of getting lost once in a while it's not a lot but it's a little bit. I will say, though, that I think it's actually brilliant that this game puts any like platforming puzzling because there's nothing more fun than like, here comes, for- like, is that a guy coming out? Oh, no, here he's coming out. And then the metal hits every yeah. single time that freaking industrial metal hits. I'm oh, like, you're oh, saying oh, without yeah. quiet periods, you can't yeah. have the impulse of it's the so good. now it's on. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and- Destiny actually has that same... When you finally arrive where the shooting is going to happen, the music right. lets you fucking know. <laughs> it, it does, and I love that about video games, but it's it's special in Doom. Like it legitimately is special in well, Doom. Also because that, as, Yeah, Doom is not scared to do real metal, and I don't even mean, I'm sure there's metal fans who are like, it's not real metal, it's still a video game score. But it's aggressively aggressive. It really is, like, yes. It sounds... There are some people who would be repelled by how noisy it is. You know what I mean? And they're mm-hmm. like, we don't care. If you're playing this, you better be down with the fucking chicka 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 fucking kill yeah. demons. Like, that's the vibe. You yeah. are in or you're out. Yeah, this is doom, bro. If <laughs> yeah. it's too loud, you're too not doom. Fucking fix yeah. yourself. <laughs> if it's too loud, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, like, I just love that a game is it has that much attitude. I, and I, I do uh, think it's truly brilliant that it reminded us that fps's can be different we i did feel like doom 2016 of course more has the credit for this but i felt like we were in such a slump of every fps has a very similar very realistic feeling Mm -hmm. of weight and motion and doom was like uh did you know that this genre can actually have range and variety here's our fast no reloading fps and i was like that is so that opens the door to so many, you know, FPSs could be anything. Uh, you can change the fundamental rules of FPS, like cover, reloading, all the things right. I had started to take for granted. So I do think it deserves credit for that, just and being different. It deserves credit for carving out a space that is unique in a genre that's so saturated. Mm-hmm. And and saturated with a lot of different experiences. Like I know that you just said it's like a pretty stagnant genre in some ways, but then again, like think about it. Destiny is a very vertical first person shooter. Titanfall is a very is like a really interesting first person shooter for variety's sake, right? Like uh and then there's of course all the calls of duty and war simulators. And right. like, there's yeah. a lot of and then different sniper games where you yeah. just snipe, it's very slow paced. And there's yeah. there's mm-hmm. even like RPG and like sword play. Like there's a lot of different experiences. And Doom's thing is not like a thing that we haven't seen before. Not only because we've already played Doom, but because almost nothing has never been done before ever. Right. But, but it's been long enough that it felt it's like been a so revelation. Long. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Maybe, I think that's part of it. But I also, I, I want to push it and say it's actually a little further, and that's why I'm arguing for this game being so good. Is that like 
No, no, like this game needed to prove that uh, there's a core visceral primal experience that Doom alone can deliver. And -hmm. that's why I think this one is the best one at that because it's constantly forcing you to like it's putting you at the edge of your death all the time. So like Tom said, and I and I agree with him in some ways, Doom traditionally is like, I just wanna I wanna get my weapons and blast the hell out of fools. And if it's it's not hard enough, I'll up the difficulty, right? That's mm-hmm. the basic Doom experience. To yeah. me, and that and that's totally reasonable. To me, that's not as engaging as like, no, no, it doesn't the hard is not the issue. The loop itself is going to force you to like constantly think. And and to almost die if you don't play it smart. Like you have to play it smart. If you don't, you're gonna die. It's deceptively a thinking man's shooter. It's almost like a puzzle shooter. Yes, which does fly in the face of it's cool game design. But I do think it flies in the face of the promise of the vibe is that you won't have to think so much. Exactly. (laughs) Which did bother me a little bit. That's interesting because I don't think that. I don't think that asking you to engage with monsters in a unique way, and I also, by the way, Tom, I don't completely accept the characterization that you can only shoot them one way. Like, you can shoot them with anything, but you have to, they're most vulnerable in one particular way. Yes. And that one way is so much, it is much more you're effective encouraged. than, yes. yeah, you're encouraged, you're encouraged it, to do and it. And once you get to the later stages of the game where you're in these arenas where they just keep heaping these enemies onto you, <laughs> you, yeah. you yeah. have to use those yes, weaknesses do. or else you just won't win. That's correct. And I, and like, I agree that if the most important thing to a gamer is let me do everything the way I want to do it, if that's, if, and if that's what we think Doom promises, this is the worst Doom. Right, because it's it, it, as you said, it does force you to play it the way it forced you to play it. To me, I, I don't know, like how many how many waves of mindless bad guys do you need to kill before you want your game to force you to pivot? And I, that's what I like about well, this one. That's so. I wanted to ask Tom: Are you a serious Sam guy at all? No, I've never played it. Oh, okay, because that is basically what we're describing, and I quite enjoy Serious Sam. There's. Uh, I mean, you do have to wander around picking up ammo, but they're the opposite of stingy with ammo. It's fucking everywhere. You're almost never not just holding the trigger button, and you can kill anything with any weapon you want, essentially. It's just whatever you feel like. And most of the levels are these huge, vast open areas with literally two, three, to 500 enemies on screen. You're just It's like the Dynasty Warriors of first-person shooters. You're just mowing down waves of guys. And uh, I got to say, I find that very therapeutic. Have you played Serious Sam, Adam? No, but I am familiar with Dynasty Warriors, uh, so I can imagine how that would be satisfying. Imagine that, but gun. Yeah. You're just gunning down yeah. hundreds and hundreds of on-screen <laughs> but, enemies. Yeah. Picture that, but bullets. Yeah. But I mean, guns, hey. Baby. But with, like, guns. You're yes. sucking souls left and <laughs> right. You're sucking, sucking they fucking souls. souls. <laughs> I will say you're sucking souls over here. <laughs> like I'll put sixty dollars into just those words as a game. Sure, you know, like yeah, I, I'm happy. Yeah, to, I'm happy to do that. I, you know, I have a job, so sure, I can afford to do this. Uh, if I had to be precious about my money, uh, I would not be as excited about oh, that. Doom Eternal is a far superior piece of gamesmanship than uh, uh, Serious Sam. I just think. It highlights the, but neither of you have played it, so it's not really a fruitful avenue of conversation. Someone stop okay. me! Somebody stop me! <laughs> Somebody uh, stop me! <laughs> so let me let me ask you this question: Do you, Tom? Does does knowing the story make Doom better to you? Does no. knowing okay? So you don't care. <laughs> I don't, not particularly. I appreciate that it's there and I will like read the little lore files that I pick up. I'm like, oh, that's cool to like have this like little, but it's not necessary to me. I don't need to know that. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like some people will make the argument that Mortal Kombat story matters. And I have yet. I will make that argument. Okay, great. Cause I will, and we probably must have had this conversation because I will argue that it, it matters insofar as uh, you can say that they're wrong, but. They go out of their way to create these essentially six-hour cutscene sure feature do. films. So they it 
it clearly matters to them. Therefore, it matters because mattering is subjective. You could say, I don't need they can stop making those and I don't care. And so to you, it doesn't matter. Right. But that's subjective. I just mean a lot of people put a lot of work into the story of Mortal Kombat. Therefore, I feel like it matters. Whereas in Doom, uh, it's just text. Well, most of, it is, most of it is text. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting cutscenes with weird alien angels and stuff. Like, yeah. uh, and, you know, the icon of sin is a set of words that I it's heard a bunch of times. That I feel like, because uh, Doom Guy, in some ways, or I guess vice versa, Master Chief is loosely based on Doom Guy in some visual way. I feel like that's not. Yeah, 100%. To say? Look at yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at them. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think their stories are, their lore is equally. Uh, deep and equally doesn't matter to the experience. Like Halos? I, Halos, you're saying? Yeah, I no, did a I whole, with that. I, I did a 30 did. Yeah, yeah. minute video on the lore of Halo, and most people commented, which I agree with this comment. Man, when I was a kid, I, I was just like, shoot the aliens, move to the next room. And I'm like, I agree. That's the tactile experience of playing Halo and Doom. I um, think Halo the lore is not dispensed in a way that calls attention to itself. Whereas Mortal Kombat, for whatever reason, the packaging itself indicates we care about the single player campaign. Pay attention to our dumb story. I, I think Halo asks you to That's why care. there's Mortal Kombat movies and not Halo movies. Well, they, that's also because of the <laughs> money, man. They're trying, trying to get a Halo yeah, movie off there the will ground be. for so long. There I'm will sure be. there will be. Trust yeah. me. Uh, but the point is, I think Halo asks you to care a lot more about its story than this does. Not Halo One. Oh, so Halo much. One totally does. Like, is it's a, it's you know, there's a cra- like you're, what's this? I like, what is this Halo? What does it mean? And like, uh, then you find out, oh, there was an ancient civilization. Oh, there's the flood. Like you, you learn stuff. I think you're. I think what's happening right. is that like we disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, but but like I'm I'm arguing that in this context, I think this Doom knows that it doesn't matter. This Doom, and that's different than Halo. Halo never like tipped its head no, and I'm, said, I'm it doesn't matter. I'm talking about arguments that I face online every day of my goddamn life. Sure, like, sure. Like, uh, no, the Prometheans didn't uh, become the Flood. They meditated until their right, right, DNA right. was genetically synonymous with the Flood, which is different than the act of becoming. And I'm like, that is not... That has no bearing on this game. Completely it's agree. Some, it's some ninth level abstraction of an abstraction of fan fiction that but is my, not necessary to the experience. And I think Doom has the same thing going on. That's all. The my lore argument, can get real deep if you want it to. But my argument is not. My argument is actually a little different than what you're saying. And I, I agree with everything you just said. My argument is that this Doom does not care if you follow the actual narrative steps that it's presenting to you. Whereas no Halo has ever thought that. Every Halo ever has assumed that you oh, were yeah. following the story. That you follow the A plot, for right. sure. Mm-hmm. And this game does not care about that, which I think is kind of refreshing, honestly. I would say Doom 2016 cared. Yes, I, it did. It had roughly the same number of plot beats as a Halo. Yes, like, it did. Where you're like, oh, that guy betrayed me. Okay, I got to go over here. Oh, this turns out to be not true. There were like reveals. You're right. Doom Eternal is just like, go to the next room. Yeah, kill y- this get thing. Get the Slayer <laughs> thing from the, yeah. from the Hyper Sword. You know, like, yeah. I think the game straight up tells you, too, when you pick up like your first lore item, they're like, you don't have to read this. Oh, yeah. A tag <laughs> right. pops up that's like, by the way, lore's optional. Yeah. And I love you know. that shit. I love it. I'm, I'm again like this game is so perfectly what it is. Like there's so it's few games game. that nail it. Like yeah, I get it. But like yeah, and I, 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 I will agree with. I went to a, I got to do a preview of this, um, mm. like a couple of months before it came out, and uh, uh, do a Q and A with the uh, the director of the game, uh, Hugo. I forget his last name. Um, and he said that like he was like we understand that like lore is a big part of video games and, and a lot of people really like it. Like a lot of fans really appreciate there being like a story that you can sit there and read when you want to just like get immersed into the world. And then he was like, but we also understand that like, there's some people who don't want that. And sometimes you don't want to have to keep track of a lot of narrative threads in order to enjoy the game. So they specifically designed the game in a way that you would never, it would never required you to read the lore to understand what was happening. And yet yes. I actually think Doom 2016 slash Halo 
because I'm coming around after Adam lambaste to me. That's true. Or the A plot they do care about in Halo games always. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's not a you trying to get the best of both worlds and then you get neither because it feels then like you have a plotless game and attached to it a book you could read if you want. Exactly. And yeah. I, I, would, right. I thought Doom 2016 hit a better weaving of the plot is light enough that it was certainly easy to follow, but at least yeah. there was a plot. I uh, This is one of the rare times where uh, I'm going to weigh in and say, nope, I think it's better that this does not have a story. Uh, I For whatever reason, to me, Doom as a concept is more palatable when it's <laughs> like, dude... Don't it's, even try it's friggin', to have It's friggin' points. giant demons that swallowed Mars, bro. And you're like, all right, fine. Uh, like, <laughs> I am on board. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like those movies that get made that are that are like hobo with a shotgun, right? It's like it's that kind of thing. And like to me, that's a more honest version of what Doom's really about than like the version of 2016 where it's like, okay, so. They brought you back from the dead. You're technically not human, but the humans experimented with demons to get their energy, and they made a factory with that energy. You know, I mean, it's like, all right, man. Uh, all right, what what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Oh, here? I just like story over Me too. no story. Me too. <laughs> but okay. Doom's story is stupid. That's the point. Doom's mm, story so? is more stupid than most of the other first-person shooters I can name, and I also think Halo's story is a little stupid. Uh, and definitely think Destiny's story is very stupid, but like oh, of course it is. Dooms is worse to me uh, for a lot of reasons. That's why I liked this game so much because it seemed like it knew that. You know, like this game felt like a correction to me for everything I think Doom is bad at. Like I th- it felt like it corrected every single thing that Doom doesn't mm-hmm. do as well as it needed to do to be a relevant franchise in 2021 or 2020 when it came out. I think I'm ending up landing on the Tom side of the spectrum where I have even more respect for Doom 2016. I think there were good additions made, but I think overall I like 2016 better. It huh. sounds, see, it's starting to sound like we need to do a one-upsmanship on and that. And that's yeah. an arc change because <laughs> at the beginning of my arc, I didn't think they were substantively different. Now I see that they absolutely they're, are. They're very different, yeah. Yeah, they're totally different. Uh, well, not, they're not as yeah. different as like Hohokam versus... Warzone, no, but no, yeah. <laughs> but they are they are they are different in fundamental ways. For like, sure, they're different. Like the way that Call of Duty Warzone is different than Call of Duty Modern Warfare, right? Like it's like a different game loop, you know. Like yeah, it's still shooting, yeah. and it's in the same universe, but it's a different game, you know. At least uh, that's a pretty strong statement. But I'm like seventy five percent believe what I just said. I want to drop something that I suspect will tie to nothing and lead to no further conversation, but I can't let the episode go go by and I don't know where else to drop it in. Um, I am a huge, probably my favorite painter is this guy whose name, every time I try to pronounce it to say that I love him, many people tell me that I pronounced it wrong, but they also disagree with each other. So I don't think there's a correct way to pronounce Zdzislaw Bixinski, but he's this Polish macabre surrealist artist and Mm -hmm. I swear to God, he's the new H.R. Giger in so far as like uh, the medium that game, if you're familiar, it flopped. But yeah, he said double A yeah, game. I played a little bit of it. That's yeah. based on his artwork. Uh, and then the Doom Eternal team recently came out and said their depictions of hell in Eternal are based on particular Bixinski paintings. And uh, what's the next one? There's another game coming out, A uh, Scorn, also based on his artwork. Interesting. And uh, I just really think that's an interest. It's an interesting little factoid that like. The society machine has discovered a new, obscure, weird, dark, fucked up artist, and we're going to mine him for a while now. <laughs> like, he's everywhere. So look out for Beksinski. Beksinski. That's cool. Uh, okay. Anybody here playing the battle mode? The multiplayer? Is that the multiplayer? I played a little bit of it. I only went back to the game to to use the mod that lets you play in third person, because I thought that seemed weird and fun. And it was. Hmm. I yeah, just, someone released a third-person mod. What is the multiplayer like? Uh, it's, it's fine. More interesting to me than that, even, is I just looked at a poll on IGN that said, how are you playing Doom Eternal? 97% mm-hmm. single-player. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is not Whoa. a multiplayer game. Well, but Doom... The multiplayer did, did not really pick up But you're right, then, yeah. Doom, the original Doom, 
was a huge w- multiplayer was game. Right. Yeah. for playing together with your friends. That's mm-hmm. how you corrupted them and turned them evil. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> how else would you have your satanic rituals at night? Exactly. If you didn't that's, start with that's how, yeah, that's how the rot spreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that tells me that, again, that tells me that this game, if it doesn't come up with a really fun campaign won't survive in the first person shooter ecosystem which is every week getting more and more multiplayer centered right like uh, i think that's Battle part Royale of Royale specifically centered yeah, yeah. i think that's part yeah. of i think that's part of doom's uniqueness and how it stands out though is that it does focus so much on its single player experience when a lot of first person shooters don't for but sure. that's interesting Adam brings up that I think that might be because they realize that's the niche left to them. Yep. Multiplayer mm-hmm. yep. would have been too competitive. Like the reboot would not probably have succeeded. And that makes it even more interesting that they kind of punted on the story this time. Because like, right. you know what I mean? Like this is a really ballsy game, guys. Uh, like I, I just want the metal chugging underneath this it's conversation. Also very, well, as we said, it's. I, th- I think it's really ballsy to make this type of game and then punctuate it with moments of quiet traversal. <laughs> there's a lot of decisions that are big swings to make it a very unique experience, and they did succeed at that. Yeah, I mean, they. I think the idea of re- rebooting the franchise in 2016 was more gutsy than this game is because... Uh, They've had the success. They know that they can bank on it to yeah, some degree. Well, and yeah, well, in 2016, when they said there was going to be Doom, I at least I felt, I'm sure Tom felt the opposite, but I was like, why? You know, like, really? Uh, do we need that? Oh, yeah. Like, I did I did feel the opposite because there was a distinct lack of games like Doom uh, currently around. And by that, you mean blowing shit up into gory little just, pieces? Uh, right, just a, a thing that's way more focused on... Uh, yeah, just like, just the yeah. the action element and being um more dedicated single player experience is arcadey a fair adjective? Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah, the kind of fun you would actually have at the arcade, where it's like, go man, go. <laughs> yeah, again, I uh, I think that's a strange summary of where of what doom is compared to other games. To me, I think what makes doom unique is the weaponry and the gore. And yeah. the setting. Like, those are the things. And, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. I think the speed and weight is The speed and weight is list. a big factor, too. Well, I, yeah, it's, see, it's, it's chunkier than other games. This game mm. is faster than the other game, too. Yeah. Right? Like, that's another thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, you know, ultimately, we're just sort of arguing, but, my, but me likes this better. Uh, and that's fine. But we are agreeing on the core tenets, that this is a faster, more puzzly, storyless game. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the yeah, podcast absolutely. is good. I learned stuff. <laughs> is that what you're asking? No, this is, Are we doing this a, is good a podcast? Job? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I just want to like I always I'm always trying to find the points of uh where we don't necessarily agree on what the facts are cuz that's a fun debate. Like when it's just like, well, I like this and you like that. That's, you know, okay. Well, now they know that. But I kind of like the weird like, oh, I didn't think about that set of facts or whatever, you know. So I'm always probing yeah, through stuff. Yeah. But I fully expect I mean, I think Doom is almost like a hot rod the kind of hot rod that has the visible engine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it wears yeah. its parts on its sleeve. The gameplay loop is not trying to hide with subtle craft what it is. No. Uh, so I expected the episode to be like, look, the parts are fairly straightforward. Just what do you think about them? <laughs> I think they could keep making games like Doom Eternal, like without much changing for probably a good 10 years. Like I, we could see four more of these and I will buy every one of them. And uh, ah, we'll I would find need a longer fun. break between. I need a five year break to want to do it again. You think five years, really? Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't. I only got through Eternal because I was, I you know, the impetus of inertia. Like, I, well, I gotta finish. I'm so close, but I did feel the loop felt numbing eventually. If they keep that loop where you have to, not have to, but where it's like the spider tank, you snipe them in the s- scorpion tail always. Yeah, right. Uh, That's you know, the, the one. brain tank. Yeah, the brain spider is the worst of them. Uh, it's like otherwise they yeah. are a bullet sponge to the extreme. Right. Um, I don't know. I I I would need them to change the enemies entirely. Like next Doom, there's a, that enemy's not even on the roster. There's all new enemies, and I, they don't 
use that loop. I feel like they New pretty much always go back to the same enemies, though. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty Which much, yeah. They I do redesigns of them. But... Play other games for five years and then go, oh, yeah, I That's forgot fine. about Doom. I, 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 that completely makes sense to me. Uh, just one last comment on this, I guess, before we but, move on. Sure. Well, I'll just say it's mind-boggling to me that there are people whose appetite is such that they can play a new Call of Duty every year. That's crazy to but me. But see, I think Call of Duty has in its like has a lot more variety of like again there's a little bit of narrative variety that i do think matters uh yeah, time period there's that yeah and also just like it just affords you a lot of different scenarios that a doom game doesn't right like like uh this could be your solo sniper mission this could be your right. uh you're driving a tank this could be you know like and you're not really going to do all that in a doom you know you're going to run around with mm-hmm. the eight guns you got that's it yeah um or the sword which, you know, is the counterpoint to everything I've said today. That sword is yeah, the best. That freaking sword the is pretty sweet. Sword yeah. rules. Uh, yeah, the sword rules. Yeah. The sword's great. sword is so good. Uh, my last just uh, question here is, uh, do you think that you that this game improves as a streamer? Like when you, because we're all, we all stream a little bit here and there. Uh, do you think this game improves as an experience for to stream or to be seen on a stream? I don't know. I haven't. I don't think I streamed this, so I'm not. I don't think I can answer that question. Okay, it's not compatible with the way I stream, which is that I can't stop myself from talking the entire time, right. and it makes me too. I'm so bad at it at the loop. I see that because I'm more focused on being on and entertaining, and then the game. I like can't. I tried streaming it once and I didn't get through a fight. You know, I, I couldn't it. progress. I see. Yeah, yeah, because because I, <laughs> I was cracking wives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had so many jokes. I'm trying to work. Yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to get the armor. Just let me get this bit out, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I I asked that question because games like this are designed for kind of that visceral experience. And funny enough, I think streaming is a great way to have it. Like if mm. like if people who like watching streams like i think doom eternal will be a really fun game to watch on a stream um or if you're a person who likes to make streams i think it's a really fun game to stream because it's inherently dramatic Mm -hmm. you know like everything about it is like you're gonna die all the time you know so there's like kind of a good adrenaline barely succeed yeah Yeah, there's like a good adrenaline rush and it really does rise and fall you know and i think that i think games kind of do need to be aware of what the streaming experience is just a little bit like that's a new a- a- avenue that games need to think mm-hmm. about. And I think this doom did think about that. Um, that's, you're, you know, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Just a thought. So think about that. Just a thought. Think about that. Uh, we should pass our final checkpoint, right? Okay. Uh, we didn't do any bits. What are checkpoints in doom? I think it's just, progress to the next area yeah. right i mean the, ripping some demon's jawbone off yeah the now. the metal subsides briefly and you jump on a All cheese right. grater uh that that's, works. that's engorged in what seems like a wall of flesh <laughs> just a giant wall of flesh uh to keep or delete keep or delete today i'm gonna give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids how about instead of timeouts time ins Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Yeah. Yeah. Where where are we are we gonna keep this? Are we gonna delete it? What do you think, Mike? Tricky one. I feel like I'm wish I had something to chew on to pass the time as I mull that over. Um I gotta my gut says keep. Your gut says my, keep, okay. But I have stomach issues, so it's a delete, Adam. Oh the reversal. <laughs> Oh, my God is also very hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And ultimately, I think that's because. Oh, my God. This is the most on the fence I've ever been in the moment. I got to be honest. That's unexpected. Yeah. When I think of deleting it, I I then am like, but can I delete something with such craftsmanship? Because really, it is some of the best like character modeling and level design and animation in the game. Adam, it's a keep. Take the mic away because wow. I'm going to keep changing Can't my mind. That. But we'll land on a keep. That was very dramatic. Uh, he punched through it the was. skull of a demon and got a little, a little life that he didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, this was it was it was a bracing, uh, 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 breathtaking situation, much like you experience playing these new Doom games. It truly, but the gut won. Yeah, okay, yeah, very good. Mike barely survived. Uh, Keeper delete. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts, Tom? I think delete. I don't think this is the definitive <laughs> Doom experience. <laughs> Tom blasted it with a two-barrel shotgun. Sounds like, I did not have the uh, issue Michael had. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, in terms of, in, in terms of, well, if the, if we are going to keep one Doom game, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think, I don't think this is the one to keep. What is, what is it, the original? Uh, it would probably be the original or Doom 2016. Okay. All right. Uh, that's an excellent, excellent observation. It's hard to overstate the impact of the original. There have been, you know, books and documentaries made on how Doom created video games as a thing to do in your spare time. Yeah, (laughs) Certainly PC gaming and certainly competitive multiplayer. And three-dimensionality. And Uh, I'm working on a mini-doc about the history of speedrunning. Doom was the first game to be popularly speedrun, so it's like... It's the origin of so many video game things. Well, one day we'll cover that game. Um, sure. Not sure when. Oh, Doom? Yeah, we'll cover like it. Like PC, yeah. classic Doom? We should. Oh, yeah, we should. We should cover that. Uh, but Mike brings up a very important question, which is, you know, uh, how many Dooms are we really going to keep? That's the question. I mean, or maybe it was Tom that brought that up. But that is a great question. That was me. How many, question, how many can we keep? And I, I'd say I two at most. I don't think we can keep two. I think we do have to keep one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's you know, there's only 200 games or whatever, uh, yeah. and so I don't think I can, in good conscience, keep this game. <gasps> I know, I know, Mike, because Doom One is too important uh, and still pretty fun to play. Um, so I don't think I can keep this game because I don't think I can. I can think of so many games I would prefer to be sent to the aliens than this. But man, did I love it! I really enjoyed it a lot. So yeah. I know. So that's three deletes, because I'm not going to disagree with my two learned friends here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another so that's, pivot. Oh, that's a delete. That's a delete it. from Swain as well. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But don't you Listen. feel, if you had to look in the face of the person who animated the glory kill, I'd shake their hands. Say, I'd shake their hey, hands. Hey, hey, you did a really good job, though. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. look, man, you didn't, you know, you didn't make the top 100 to 200 games of all time. But I debated that. So, like, that's a pretty high compliment, man. You know? Yeah. There are whole Zeldas I would keep off that list. So, you know, that's a lot. I'm ending this one in a weird place emotionally. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm really, I'm really <laughs> enjoying this journey you're on right now. Uh, yeah, listen, yeah. He's, he's, all, he's slick with demons. He really, it's, it's hard like to he, maintain a stance. He shot, I think I'm, he shot that demon I, right in the tank ass and thought, I'm free. And then, nope, man, you're going back in. I have the like, strong feeling that one night, 20 years from now, I will wake up in a cold sweat and turn to Jennifer and be like, it was a keep. keep it, it was, was a keep. keep. I should have kept it. It was a ah, keep. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh well, what are you gonna do? Not much. Uh, play Doom no. Eternal. Uh, we're gonna play those DLC. Tom, let's play those DLC. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Tom, he's, <laughs> Tom, let's have fun like friends. Let's do that. Tom. Yeah, let's let's play together. Yeah, let's play let's together play, like, like children. Friends. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of being trapped in a never-ending hell, you must battle your way out of. Tom, where can people hear you podcasting? <laughs> oh man. Well. Uh, I got a podcast network with David Bell, uh, Gamefully Unemployed. You guys probably already know that, but in case you didn't, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can uh, hop onto any one of our tiers, but at our lowest tier, the $5 tier, you get three exclusive podcasts, uh, two of which are weekly, uh, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, and um, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, and then of course, Star Trek The Next Futurama, which is a joint podcast we just launched with uh, Small Beans, uh, hosted by Mike and Dave. Um, what's that? Every other week? Every other week, yeah. Every other week. Um, yeah, so go ahead and check that out. Check all Please of it do. out. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom and Dave are, if you're not familiar with their work or have not listened to it, uh, fix that. Fix that. You're not doom enough. Fix it. You yeah. Know? You're not doom enough, bro. Yeah. If it's Art's, too loud, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Our two networks have to be close to full saturation of knowledge, like cross-pollination, but we yeah, still... Yeah, they must be. If there's anyone wandering in and this is their first day, they ought to know. If you know Small Beans, you know Gamefully and vice versa. That's true. God damn it. That's true. Tom, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, oh, bud. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, 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 it's great to talk to you guys. It really is. It really Always. is. Miss, miss I'm your glad face. we were able to uh, cordially disagree about this game. Well, there's going to be bloodshed after the episode. Well, yeah, later, yeah. Once, once, we st- once the mics are yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> once the solstice begins. I've been loading a rocket launcher this entire time. <laughs> Can I say how much I enjoy the, the, the wailing notes? Like the like, just yeah, the solo that's going on forever. Oh God, what a game! What a game! Yeah, though the music <laughs> we we do need to mention the music who is by uh, Mick Gordon, I think. Let me look it up. I that's have a, it on my. That's a deep poll that you knew poll, that. Though, yeah. that off your top of your head, you'd know someone who scored a video game. that you had a name. <laughs> oh, it's because I it's because I have the damn. Uh, <laughs> soundtrack on my iphone nice. and i listen to it constantly yeah mick gordon mick, mick gordon. gordon man great yeah, work. He did the soundtrack for both this and uh 2016 yeah great work because i i enjoyed the hell out of the music in this game the music is incredible yeah. that's yeah. what i mean about deleting it hurts so bad because it really is like if this were a film it would be the kind of film where you're like every department killed it though like right i mean good craftsmanship I, through and through would you put the lighthouse in your top 100 films of all time no, and yet no one fucked up. It's that, no, that no one did anything wrong. Exquisite movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't know if it's you know top hundred all time. Anyway, but we digress. Mm. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning hey. in. All right, bye. bye. Yeah, bye. Work complete. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.